Is the good word. This is your man's the one that is the big man in the middle. This is the state of basketball of BW1 BW Sports One. Lord have mercy, can I not get the shit right today? It is way <laughs> too early for this. I was about to <laughs> say, what's your cup uh your cup count at? <laughs> see, see, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. You could be recovering from the whole fifth of tequila that we drank on the deck last night oh wow tequila, just the name of it Get hey man listen, listen that rock tequila uh timberin i can't pronounce it the wife knows what it's called it's the rock i call it the rock tequila that's some All good right. stuff man i mean it's got a good fair price it's got a it's a blanco so it's a white so it's got a good fair a good price a nice smooth blend it don't have that that harsh um uh, 1500 kind of taste and it doesn't have you don't have to have it frozen like for drone i mean it's a really good tequila i'll give the rock his props so but yeah i'm good i just can't talk this morning <laughs> afternoon the week, the week is cool the week is cool you know what i mean we released the um um as you know we released the uh the first choices for or the the first group of choices for the ones weekend meals so um I know Big Storm placed his order. Yes, uh, sir. For, can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, for the S&G uh, Pesto Wings dinner. Um, if you want to know what the S&G stands for, it stands for smoked, then grilled. All That's right. what it stands for. Yeah, we go all out here, you know, yeah, with a little sprinkle. Just... Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Could be the double up. <laughs> right. So uh, we got that on, uh, what is it, 404 so you roughly got about two hours left to place your order, uh, to secure your order for uh, pickup on September 11th. So um, you can throw your shots out to all of the uh, lost souls in that tragic event so many years ago while getting you a good American meal. <laughs> that was good. I just came up with that right there. That was on the spot. Gotcha. How was your week, bro? Uh, week wasn't too bad. Uh, <clears throat> I went driving uh, with my knee or with my daughter. Uh, so me and Kendall got back on the road. She did pretty well. We drove from Fisher's home. Uh, just took 96th Street, so it wasn't too much. Just dealing with those roundabouts. Uh, but did well there. My uncle's retirement. My uncle Chris. So this is my my dad's retired now. My uncle's. So that was a great time. Just uh being able to watch him transition to the next part of, uh, you know, his life, uh, still jealous. Can't wait to the point that, you know, we can get there to, we could just sit and enjoy life and, uh, not financially be, uh, too worried or not or whatnot. Um, yeah, other than that, everything's good, man. I see a RV in my future, bro. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. That time, you buddy. Really yeah, buddy. <laughs> I have a have the flat top strapped to the back, buddy. I'm out. <laughs> like where you at on a mountain somewhere out. <laughs> no, um, so hey, real offbeat before we get into it. Like, I just switched to from the talk show to the game, and what kept me off for a second. You remember back in the day we used to play darts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We was really into it, too. Like, we had yeah. a moment when we was uh, playing darts at least three to four times a week. Oh, like we was hooping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw they got the dart championship song. You know what I mean? They're in a pub in Ireland, son. Night. Are they playing cricket? <laughs> what do they play? No. Uh, I didn't see they're most likely playing cricket. I wouldn't see them playing 21, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That old bar drink. But anyway, hey, um, everybody has been a second. I'm glad to have you back here for the state of basketball. Right now, we're uh, kind of in the offseason of basketball um, for the NBA and the uh, NCAA. But um, if you are keeping up, the WNBA playoffs uh, second round is underway. Um, first game, Seattle and the Vegas Aces, the number one seed, are two who I think two of the better team, the two best teams in the league. 
Um, I guess they had Connecticut or Chicago was good, but I thought these two teams were the best in the league. But they're starting off with their their playoff season, their playoff series. Um, either way it go is probably go is 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 coming to an end for Sue Bird. Uh, great career. I know we've talked about her already, so we're not going to hash that. Just let them know that what's going on with the NBA. And right now, we are filling time with series of different things, and we've been working on the positions. And we've done point guards, shooting guards, three guards, power forwards. Now we are pulling up the rear with the man in the middle, his favorite spot, the anchor, the crutch, the one that, that that you can't have a good game without, you know what I mean? Regardless of how much you play on the outside, how much you shoot threes, how much <laughs> ball movement, the ball still has to go inside the paint. <laughs> At some point in time, the paint has to be collapsed. So, um, Storm, hey, and we do have a panel, so don't forget, we do have a, a, a panel guest. And this is a special one for Storm. Boy, this go all the way back. Yeah, Storm. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> just want to introduce this man, uh, just uh, a little background, and, you know, we'll have him talk about his own uh, basketball history. But uh, this cat came in, I want to say it was either 93, 94. He went, came to uh, Indy. Uh, it was at North Central, and we just clicked up tight, immediately bonded over basketball, as uh, most of the cases back in them days, you know, you 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 – you did basketball, but not only that, like this cat, I'm talking about, I think two, within two summers, I felt like we played basketball. We played uh, tennis. We did bowling. Uh, we messed around, had chess matches. Uh, like we did it all. Like, and I feel like it was a small span that we fit a lot of time in just doing activities. Hell of an athlete. Uh, played at North Central High School, 93, 94, I believe. Uh, went on to uh, Carson Newman uh, College, uh, played ball there, uh, and he always had a passion for helping people, so he went into uh, being a doctor. So he's a doctor now. So he's like a 6'6 doctor. I know people are like, what, what's going on? How is this giant going to help me? But um, uh, he, he still puts it down. Uh, so I just want to give an introduction for one of the guys I dropped a lot of dimes to uh, in those two years as well, uh, Dr. Uh, Colin Martin. Welcome to the show. Yeah, appreciate it, Storm. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> I, was, I was backstage just cracking up, man. I, I forgot about the tennis matches, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We was out there doing it. Two seven brothers out there in College Park playing tennis. <laughs> yeah. Had we, had, had we focused on our basketball game, we might have gone farther in our careers. We're too busy, uh, you know, serving a volley and stuff like that. <laughs> I know exactly what tennis courts are guys are talking about. <laughs> as soon as he said college park, ah, yes. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, man. Uh, give the people uh, a little background on your basketball career. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I, um, I was born in Delaware and, um, my father moved to Indianapolis in 1992. So I came to North Central in 10th grade. And I was always a tall, skinny, athletic kid. Um, I was probably 6'6 when I was in ninth grade. I haven't really grown much since then, at least not taller. And um, as soon as I got to North Central, you know, it got, you know, I, I'd never been to a high school that big. So there were there were, it was good competition. You know, the guys that are on a team, the intramural leagues are pretty competitive at the high school. And um, I really got plugged into indie basketball through sort of the AU circuit, um, played for Riverside um, for two or three seasons. So met a lot of guys there, um, a lot of good friends. I don't want to start calling names, I'll forget people, but um, just a lot of good guys. Um, played at North Central my junior year and I had a good time playing with a lot of players that you guys know. I was in the AAU tournament. I think, I think Brian, you and I were at that same tournament in uh, Winter, yeah. Winter Haven, Florida. Yeah, Riverside. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, Winter Haven, Florida, um, YBOA tournament summer before our senior year. And I met, uh, I got, I was seen by the coach at Carson Newman which is a division two school outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. So I, had, I was really fortunate to go there and play there for four years. 
Um, I probably played a combination of power forward and center um, and just had a good time. After when I was finishing college, you know, for most of the Division II schools, you know, you get these sort of um, broad invitations to these tournaments to try out to play overseas and things like that. But I always, I always knew that, you know, basketball was something I enjoyed playing. But um, that was probably the end of my career at the end of college. So um, Brian and I are probably about the same age and, you know, our kids are close to the same age. So now, you know, I'm out there a little bit from time to time, but just kind of trying to get my kids active and involved in those sorts of things. Good deal. Nah, good deal, bro, good deal. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I try it. You know what I mean? My daughter's on her way out last year. We don't even work out no more. She's <laughs> over it. You know what I'm saying? My son's in football. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and he shots me like, hey, Storm, uh, I just got the court fixed in the backyard. You want to play some, uh, some horse? <laughs> yeah, I'll do the horse. And I don't know That's if I'm done it. yet, man. I, I am. Yeah, but you know me, Dave. Like, I've always. Like and I've been on a nice little hiatus right now. It's been a year and some change since I played, but I don't know. Like I'm sure at some point I'm gonna get that itch and I'm gonna be writing that 45, 50 and over league. Hopefully, well, they they just they just old. finished one. <laughs> From what I can tell on Facebook, they just finished one. So you go ahead and tell Pat you ready. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. I, I really got to get back ready before I go. See, uh, there it is. He's doing He's doing Oh, I got to work the next day. So I got to be able to be mobile at least. He's done, bro. He's done. <laughs> Listen to him. He's done. That's the first step. He's done. I can't say it out loud yet, man. My heart can't take it. It's the first love, man. All right. Been, so what feel been doing of- this dance for... 40 some odd years. <laughs> All right. So, so what field of doctory did you go into? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to one. I, I'm a pediatric surgeon. So, uh, oh. a- after, um, after college, I went to medical school and at, at Wayne state in Detroit and I did my surgery training at university of Cincinnati and Vanderbilt. And so I've been, I'm a pediatric surgeon in Birmingham, Alabama, university of Alabama at Birmingham. Um, I just just a quick story about what you guys were talking about a second ago. So I'm I'm 45, and uh, probably about six years ago, I was playing in this sort of adult basketball league, and it was a league. It wasn't stratified by age. It was like 18 and up, right? So uh, so you had you had 19 year old like me, and I was in decent shape for early 40 year old. You know, I could I could probably still dunk off one foot on a good day, if the wind was right, you know, I get some steals, grab rebounds. And so there's this one play where fast break. And I was like, I wasn't tired. I was into the flow of the game. I was like, I'm about to dunk this. So fast break, went up to dunk. I got electrocuted right at the rim. And the problem was like my shoulder, my, the ball got stuck on the rim and my shoulder went back like this. And that I, I thought I tore my rotator cuff and my shoulder wasn't right for like two years. And I was like, all right, my dunking days are over, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pediatric surgeon, and so when I'm when I'm playing, you know, I'm careful not to get too uh, too crazy because I don't want to get hurt. But um, I still enjoy playing. Awesome. Definitely got to make sure them hands stay right. Them are the money makers. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That's surgery, man. That's that's man. I applaud you guys, man. You surgeons are that's that's the real deal. Like I just went through a surgery. I'm in recovery now from an ankle fusion. So. Oh yeah, hands down. The surgeons, dudes, y'all, the, y'all, the guys that should be exploiting the uh, the people for the cheese, not the dude at the emergency room. I'm sorry, I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so store man, um, centers, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. No, there was nothing going on. I'm just saying centers. I mean, it's like. We've had this this show before where we talked about uh, just the bigs. You know what I'm saying? Right. The evolution or the de-evolution of the, uh, the big play or the play in the paint. Uh, but I like to call this one the journey to the new center. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they haven't gotten away from the position. The position has just evolved into the rest of the game. No longer is there a guy who's rooted – um, in the triangle, so to speak, 
you know what I mean? The the two blocks and the elbow, you know what I mean? Or the free throw line, you know what I'm saying? This right. no longer that triangle where you're stationary. Now the big has to be able to go out 15, 12 feet to be mobile, be able to defend um, at least enough for some help to come over, you know, uh, be able to uh, close out and retreat, be able to actually make the jump shot. Uh, right now, if you can't do it, you're lost in the league. So, but it's there. You know what I mean? Um, you, like I said, like you said, Joel Embiid, um, I think, um, and your guy who just won back-to-back, well, I can't think of his name Joker. right now. Yeah, Joker, Joker back-to-back um, MVPs. Those guys play outside, but the root of their game is still on the block. You know what I mean? So it's there. It's just evolved. Yeah, um, I was going to say the same thing, and it's kind of sad, and I I can't lie, it's probably some bias being, because that's the era we grew up in, being a big was very important to your team. Like, if you had a great big, the odds of you winning was double, if not triple. Uh, and if you think about it, how much the game has changed with the big kind of being phased or morphed or whatever, you know, whatever you want to put to it, I feel like the game has changed because before on the low, everyone tried to get the ball to the post first. And it was up to the big man to decide, am I going to go ahead and make this quick post move? Am I going to pass? Am I going to wait for a, a screen to happen on the outside for the three? Am I going to wait for this screen or back cut off the screen to be able to drop that pass? Like we on the low, they were really kind of running things because there was such an emphasis on getting it to the post. You were getting wide open shots. You were getting rhythm shots and things of that nature. So I felt like that kind of went away with the evolution of the big man has gone strictly to the point guard or to your score or whoever your, your, your superstar on your team is to be able to do that and kind of taking out of the big man's uh, hands. Also the evolution of the defense, uh, this NBA strictly going to that zone should have helped us because as much as we helped on offense on defense, we were the one, hey, watch out for that screen. Hey, see this man cutting. Hey, switch, you got him, watch the pick. Like we that anchor, that last uh the last resort as far as uh your defense and that anchor. So um that's still the same for the most part. But when you're out guarding three point line, it's difficult, right? Back in those days, you knew you were gonna be in that post area like 95% of that time. So that's something also kind of that we lost. So I'm kind of sad, but I'm accepting it. Uh, I like Ooh. the fact that the centers are now shooting threes and being more dynamic, scoring in multiple ways. I like to feel like I was able to do that back in the day. I was able to hit that three mid-range post. Uh, Storm used down. to get so shitty, Colin. He used to get so shitty, boy, when he popped, when he stepped back. And shoot the three, especially if he missed the first one, because then dudes on the side will start chirping. Hey man, <laughs> you're too big to be shooting. You're too big to be shooting out there, man. Just pass the ball. Don't tell me how to play my game. And then he hit like four in a row. You know what's what's funny to me is, um, you know, I, I played a lot of center, and so you had to fight to like get post position and get open, and you get the ball like three feet away, and you got you might get double team. It used to always kill me when the guards were like, hey, pass it back out. If you're double team, pass it back out. I was like, man, I worked so hard to get this ball. I'm, I'm not passing this ball back out. I'm shooting it no matter what, you know? So uh, yeah, I got to wait nah. for you to pass me the ball back. Nah, bro. This, I might not ever get this thing back. Three trips yeah. on the floor. But, but you know, I think um, if you think about like in our life, in our era, right? The, the, the players who are like the face of the NBA, None of them were really centers, you know. I mean, maybe we sort of came up in a time where Jordan, LeBron, Steph Curry happened to be the best, but it seems like whether it's marketing or what have you, like the guards and the forwards get all the shine. And so I think, like, like if I my I have three sons, and I'm six six. My wife is five five, and so my my boys are probably not going to be like center height. But if I had a son that was center height or had center potential in terms of his physique, I mean, I think I would develop him as like a shooting guard mid-range player because that's like the 
exciting position. So I, I think like the de-evolution of the center, but I think we as basketball purists are sort of developing players to not be true centers. You know, everyone wants to be a shooting guard, small forward, swing, whatever, you know, so um, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that's the, the, the development of the athlete themselves. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think it kind of started somewhere around the Kevin Garnett, somewhere in that 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 group of kids or players where the bigs actually they weren't. I mean, it was rare. Like when we played, we had a guy that maybe could run, you know, ninety four feet like a deer and jump like elk, but they were rare. Like when Kevin Garnett then start coming in, there was a lot of those athletes, and those athletes wanted to mimic the guards. So they were learning to do more ball handling, like Isaiah, like um, um, whoever some other good dribblers at the time, uh, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, those type of guards. So guys were starting to work on those. You know what I mean? And you like the way guys shot the ball. You know what I mean? The three wasn't that big a deal back in our age. I mean, guys shot the three, but it was more of the solid mid-range. So you had bigs like Kevin Garnett, like Dirk, the European obviously influence was huge on the big with the jump shot, but the shots came out. You know what I mean? Before, he just needed the big to do what? Uh, make a eight-foot, you know, turnaround jump hook. You know what I mean? Something of the sort. Now, then it went out to, you know, I need you to make at least, you know, 60% of a 11-foot, 12-foot, 15-foot jump shot. And it just kept pushing out. And now they're getting up and down the floor and shoot. So that big lumbering guy, you was getting lost unless you were a shack. You know what I mean? And to your point, yeah, the bigs weren't get shine unless you were just stupid dominant, like a shack, like a Patrick, like an Akeem. You know what I mean? It, the regular guys wasn't getting that. You know what I mean? Rick Smith, love him to death, but you wasn't getting that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> definitely feel like uh, – the, the game has evolved to where every player is trying to be the best that they can be at the end of the day. Um, it doesn't matter your height. Everyone's going through the same drills, the same skill sets, because you do have to have more nowadays than you did before. You can't just have a back-to-the-basket game and think that that's enough. No. Mm-mm. You have you to get lost in the to, shuffle. Yeah, you're going to have to be back to the back. You're going to have to hit this mid-range. You're going to have to hit the three if possible. You're going to have to defend, like you said, one, that pick and roll, because that is so prevalent in today's game. They are picking and choosing who they want to defend them. And if you're not good on uh, lateral movement, uh, it's going to be you. So that is one of the things that all bigs did not have. Yes, we did have those special cases like your Kings back then that would be able, I feel, to have the foot speed and the lateral quickness to be able to, you know, at least to the double team, like you said, uh, arise and not a quick just boop boop and I'm around you. Now you might have to do three, four dribbles before right. possibly getting around <laughs> this guy. And by then the help comes. So um, that's I think what, I, that's what like I, I hate to cut you off. I hate to cut you off, but I think that's what makes Draymond so successful on defense. You know what I mean? Because he could guard you just enough to where all the help defense comes in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's a great point, Storm, about the help defense and lateral movement. Definitely. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And what helps him being that undersized uh, center, that definitely helps as well because that helps him with the lateral quickness. Because, unfortunately, unless you're that freak athlete, the taller you are, it's not as easy. You know, you got to have that lower – uh sense of gravity or whatever your core or whatever just low enough to make those moves and it's harder the taller you are to get in that position when you got longer limbs so uh the ones that are doing it it's awesome to see they're definitely yeah. true athletes yeah I, I love i love draymond i like everything about him what he stands for off the court his podcast his game but i think um i mean the centers that he's successful against are these sort of hybrid centers right like i Maybe I, may, I haven't seen him play like, you know, Embiid straight up or, but when he Joker, goes against Giannis, yeah. yeah, Joker, 
But if he was defending Shaq or these big dominant centers, I, I think he would struggle, man. You know, because he yeah. got yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah, say yeah. we didn't say he was the best. Like, right, no. he's good for this era. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't have that Dennis Rodman like mentality on defense where you made it difficult for Shaq. Yes, Shaq probably still got his 30, but Shaq paid for every single bucket that he got on Dennis Rodman. I watched the reel the other day with the Shaq and Dennis Rodman. They're like, I'm like, Dennis Rodman's kicking Shaq's ass. <laughs> I mean, Shaq still ended up with the buckets and the points, but hey, like. I need one of them ice baths, man. Right, exactly. And that's in that first year he went to the finals against the King. He was able to hold him. And this, uh, I feel like they were definitely core solid. Uh, like Dennis Rodman, freak. Like I'm sure he was no telling. Like without trying, I bet he could put up you know mid 350, 400, just. Mm, yeah. Like he was just naturally strong, so he, yeah, he was crackhead strong with no crack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got another one, but I'm not gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so they were very strong, and that's what you got to be if you're going to be undersized. You're going to be strong. So I definitely feel like Rodman was definitely stronger physically uh, than uh, Draymond, but that's what helped him and the knowledge angles. You know, trying to get those flops. We know as big man, we hate that when people just flop. I know I hated it. Almost got in a fight in the referee in college because he kept calling flops. Like, I don't. <laughs> like, come on, bro, with these flops, man. Come on. Like, are you falling for this? That's what I kept telling. <laughs> are you really going for this? Like, I barely tapped this dude and he flew all halfway across the court and you making the call. I'm telling you, man, we won the game, but afterwards, me and the ref almost got into it. <laughs> Hey, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How many true dominant centers were they? Were they were just physically dominant? Where they absolutely changed the development and the flow of the basketball game? How many in the history how, of the how, NBA? Yeah, how many? Yeah, how many do you think in the history of the NBA? In your opinion, I think one. Hold on, off the cuff, I got one. The first one. Uh, Two, three, four. I got five. Not my favorite five, but I got five. Yeah, not the, not your favorite five, but the guys I that absolutely got, uh, totally physically the dominated game. the game as a as a post player to do things that um, numbers that guards would do, but in the post. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got just at their time they were yeah. the biggest. Yeah, so I got Mike and. This is the first, I feel like. As a center, I got to put him in there because he was the first one that I could remember. He's got a drill. Them really being <laughs> a big deal about. What'd you say? He's got a drill. He's got yeah. the mic and drill. <laughs> yeah, he's got a drill named after It's him. part of your big man warm-up. <laughs> I got uh, Bill Russell. I got Will Chamberlain. I got Kareem, and I got Shaq. I like it. Only difference is, I hate to say it, but me personally, I take Bill off. I say he was the most successful big, but I don't think he was the most dominant. One, the reason why I say because of his conversations about his battles with him and Wilt. Like he said, I'm going to let Wilt get all those numbers. I'm just going to keep winning championships. I think Bill is underrated. <laughs> uh, you know I mean? Defense. Uh, how he dominated defensively. Like, oh, I don't know if you beast. saw in his recent passing uh, on Facebook that one where he jumped over someone to block another person's yeah. shot. Cats yeah. is not doing that now. Like, it's right there. Uh, he's jumping over <laughs> somebody to block another person and does it. Yeah, get off me. <laughs> they weren't doing that then, and they're not doing that now. <laughs> Maybe Robert. Yeah, I I put I put I like the miking. You hit me with that one. That was a good one. I like that one. But I'm had to go with like Wilt and Kareem and Shaq. You know what I mean? Wilt he did it where they outlawed 
Duncan for what was it like 10 years or so? Like you can't I dunk no more. I was for Kareem too. They're like you can't dunk no more. Kareem, they did him in college. And so that's where the jump hook that the Scott Hook came from. Like, why is it no bigs using that? Like, bro, Embiid, you get the Scott Hook, son, you are an unstoppable force. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what with Will did, he like completely numberized it. Like, you know, he was putting up numbers that people didn't do. Like, you was putting up 50, 30 numbers. Like, you getting 50 points, 30 rebounds, 20 blocks. Those were your triple doubles. You know what I'm saying? Physically changing the game. And then you come to Kareem, who's to you know, that word. <laughs> and skill-wise, changed the game for bigs. You know what I'm saying? To win on the level that he did from high school to college to the NBA. He's the most decorated basketball player, championship-wise, ever played the game of basketball. And, by the way, he's still up probably that another year or two, the most scoring person in NBA history. So he's skill-wise. He showed guys that you can move laterally, that you can be able to handle the ball, that you can have touch. You don't have to be so aggressive, but he is, but he could be aggressive. You know what I mean? And then Shaq just, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Shaq was just me. And there was a difference in Shaq. There was Orlando Shaq, and then there was L.A. Shaq. L.A. Shaq was like 330 and could still run a 6-4-40, have the ball cross boys over and dunk on everybody. <laughs> yeah, Shaq you was know, different. What you, you know, got, Doc? Yeah, one thing about, you know, those those uh, the Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain era is that I guess I haven't seen enough videos, but it's it's hard to – and I'm biased, you know, I'm biased because it's, it's the era that I've grew up in, but it's hard to understand what their competition was back then, you know. And so um, the, 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 the question of Bill Russell in the modern era or Wilt Chamberlain in the modern era, I'm not sure Bill Russell would translate the way he did in the 50s and 60s, but I think Wilt Chamberlain, he would translate to still be dominant because he's so big and athletic. Um, but, um, you know, one... I know we'll get into our list, but, you know, one player, one thing about a, a center that could just punish you inside. One person I really liked watching was Moses Malone, you know, back in uh, back in the day. I grew up in Delaware, which is like a half an hour from Philly. So um, I've been a Moses Malone fan. And he's just a big dude, just punish you and you can shoot kind of underrated. And I think he's he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's top 75, I think. But um Oh, uh, yeah, Moses was top 50. Yeah, yeah we don't do yeah. 75. He was, he was top 50. Yeah. He was one of the first real coming out of high school, hitting the ground running. Yeah. <laughs> like, dominant guy. Like, he's really kind of underrated. Yeah. I mean, we only got a glimpse of Moses. You know what I'm saying? I got a little bit of him because, you know, I mean, I'm a little bit older, 48, be 48 this year. But I got a little bit of that Moses and Doc era. You know what I mean? When Chuck was young, when he was a rookie. Man, bro. Moses was something. <laughs> Moses he was a beast, was man. He's a rebound, just specialist, offense, do whatever, like own it. Hey, I just thought of a name who kind of maybe changed basketball. Did you see the comment, Dane, that we got over there? Uh, uh, no. Because I we've been getting like, some crazy uh, ones lately, so I haven't been paying attention to them. Uh, <laughs> how about Daryl Dawkins? How about that? And with first, you count him as a center or a power forward? I don't know. He was like an in-betweener. I feel like he kind of played both positions. But just bringing the dunks and, and the aggressiveness and the sexiness of it and the, all right, the, the showmanship, you know, creating names for dunks, uh, that type of deal. I feel like Darryl that kind of, yeah, he, he kind of <laughs> put centers on the map, but. Uh, in a way that uh, transcends all the others. Uh, Chocolate you know, all the other age group, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Daryl was breaking backboards like it was, you know what I mean? <laughs> number two number two pencils on the bus stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not pencil pop. <laughs> was getting in, boy, like coming from the side and hitting that thing. Like he made, like they had to get a new material for backboards. <laughs> yeah, that's changing the game. When you got to... 
we got to change something up, but this is going to be expensive. This is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, like we can't he employ people this. by them having to design a better backboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, which one did you prefer, Doc? Did you like the, um, did you like the, the power center? Did you like the more, say, the more power center like, um, Wilk Shaq? Or did you like the more skilled type center like, um, like Kareem and um, say Patrick Ewing or um, Akeem. The dream, yeah, yeah. I'm, I I used to like the power center. You know, I, I'm not I'm not a big guy like those guys, but just watching um, Shaq, for example, just how he would just punish people. You know, like when he would just. I mean, you guys remember the play? I don't remember the guy. He, I think it was a New York center, uh, white Chris center. Dudley. Yeah, Chris Dudley. <laughs> I mean, that's all I gotta say is Chris Dudley. <laughs> he was auditioning I mean, for everybody's poster. <laughs> and I just I can, all the reason why I know off the top of here like that because I just watched it. <laughs> Here's the thing: Chris Dudley was in good position. He had the he had the bar up. I mean, and he couldn't do anything about it. Nothing. And I don't think anybody could have stopped him. I mean, if if it was Alonzo, if it was just in that position. So I like the power center where, you know, you got two people who are strong-willed and Shaq is just going to impose his will, you know, just the back down, the dunking, the trash talking. Like you remember when um, LA Shaq was playing against uh, um, Chris Webber's team. Um, Sacramento. Yeah. He called him the Sacramento Queens. <laughs> so disrespectful, you know. And, um, but they couldn't do anything about it, you know. So what was you gonna do? <laughs> what was you gonna do? Like, you can't, you know? Oh no, it's the iconic. You can't beat me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's play one on one. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he was, gay, bro. he was just. Uh, I mean, he was just be- bigger, stronger, better, more imposing than anyone. So I. To answer your question, the one I I, I like um, the power center, you know, who just just punish you. Man, I'm such a Shaq fan, bro. Regardless if he was in L.A. or not, I was such a Shaq fan because Shaq had that that mentality that I I, I I'm gonna disrespect everything about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, who does that to a guy? How do you spin on the guy, duck on him, and then push him down? You know what I mean? Just Get off me. <laughs> and he did it to everybody. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like Shaq just did it to certain centers. Like the real, I think I just posted it on my Facebook page. He did it to all of them. Ostertag, Akeem, uh, uh, Patrick, Lonzo. Uh, the one that I saw on Sean Bradley was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that was uncalled for. It was completely uncalled for. I don't think we ever saw Sean Bradley again. <laughs> But Shaq was that type of dude, but he was so light on his feet, and it wasn't like he was just seven foot. Like, he can get up off the ground. It wasn't like a, just a normal George Mirror saying, just turn around and just, oh, I'm a dunk. Yeah, no. He was, uh, he was sitting on boys. Like, Shaq was Shaq was that dude, man. That was He's my favorite center, period. I love Kareem, but Shaq is my favorite center. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't think of – a center like Shaq's Duncan style where he would dunk and pull his knees up, you know, that, that classic Shaq. I can't remember people dunking like that before him. Maybe it, maybe it's my, you know, my age and the era, but he's not was, bigs, not, not bigs. Big. Yeah. <laughs> he was just crazy. I was like, my goodness. So I, I mean, I go, think I hate to go against the grain, but I like the tactician. Cause I feel like, and the reason I say this, cause I feel like it's easy. And both and of y'all you. playing. Both of y'all playing. You. Say what? <laughs> and it's you. What do you mean it's me? You're a tactician, a big man. You're right. Man. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's too easy. I feel like it's easy. If you're a certain stature or a certain size, it's easy to do that. I like to be challenged. I like to make plays. I like to give you that. And I'm not a jumper. I mean, both of y'all know that as well. I'm not a leaper. I'm definitely the tallest under the rim player uh, that y'all. Hey, you played. know he was at. You know he was at a Gus Backer duck contest, right? I got third place out of four people. <laughs> <laughs> That's beside the, the point. He met. How tall was the rim? It was ten. I think. He did set it up, <laughs> bro. He did the same. He did the same duck 
three times from three different angles. <laughs> <laughs> it got third. I got it third. Got third. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, to me, it's more of a challenge to be able to make that move, to do the the Akeem dream shake and just make people look bad uh, that way as well. And maybe that's, like I said, because I wasn't a leaper, so I was kind of forced to be able to get shots off, to be able to have that type of repertoire as far as foot, uh, footwork. Uh, but uh, that's just me. Yes, it is me. Bro, I'm going to toot your horn a little bit. You had the best spin move. Oh, I wish you did it more often. But I guess that was the, the, the spontaneous thing about it. Like, he would throw these dimes, bro, and I know you know. he be They will get it to him in the post, and he'll have them. And boys, if all you had to, and people would get, I would not understand. I'm like, you are the most low IQ basketball players on the planet. You know what I mean? All you got to do is cut and you're going to get layups. You know what I'm saying? He made it so easy. Just cut and you get layups. I used to throw the, the wraparounds, but they would get to expecting all these passes. And then he'll get them with a, huh. And once he get all that weight shifted, oh man, you was hit. Like, I thought I played him pretty well. You know what I mean? I'm six six. It was a thin guy back there, but I thought I played when he hit that spin move. He was hit, bro. <laughs> I'm into this horn. Like I love this favorite spin I move. Definitely, man. Definitely. And uh, we right. definitely because we had we had a nice run one. Like we started making up plays. We had post backboard. We had a uh, high uh, free throw line, high post, like. Off the backboard, like we was, <laughs> we was doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty good. <laughs> it's <was> pretty good. <laughs> like he made me work on my up, my up. You know what I mean? I had to do a little bit more. Like I thought I had boing, but he made me, you know I had to go higher. I had to start wearing calf razors. <laughs> no, and, and and then you know Storm's uh, ball handling skills. You know, they're I think they're underrated. You know, very underrated. Um, hey, you remember that team? What was that we were playing at? Uh, well, I hit the last second shot, then quit the team. Because <laughs> he said I couldn't uh, run the point. That's what it was. He said I couldn't run. Oh, no, bro. Listen, we shouldn't have been playing in this damn league in the first place. Man, we was out on Troy. We was out on East, Southeast Troy. Out there playing in the middle of some. Why are we out there playing in the first place? And Duke kept telling the story. Hey man, get a ball up to a guard. Get a ball up to the guard. But all he was doing was turning the ball over. You know, one of those cats that show up to the gym. They got the you know the the Jordan jersey, the Chicago Bulls they shorts. They you know what I mean? Got the red and black J's on the patent leathers. You know, I'm back. Got George socks, headband. You out here suck. So Storm just like. Took over the game like the last three minutes of the game, bro. <laughs> Grabbing rebounds, coming down. He had his little crossover. He, yeah. <laughs> and he dealt that three and said, yeah, I quit. <laughs> I'm going to win this for you, but I'm out because I don't like, you know, I don't like the dynamics that you're trying to put me in, the box that you're Hilarious. trying to put me in. Hilarious. Oh, I love that guy. Nah, nah, those, those ball handling skills are nice, Brian. Man, you know, I appreciate uh, that. Y'all, y'all ain't no jokes. Like I wouldn't be good or talked about as much if the people I'm passing to don't put it in, and YouTube were the ones I feel like was the higher highest percentage of my passes uh, being passes because you guys got to do your part. Two of the greatest scores, uh, both y'all six four six six. But I'm telling you, uh, it was it was definitely a pleasure. Y'all made it easy. For me to drop dimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who are some of your underrated centers? You know what I mean? Who's oh, somebody? I got one right out the gate, and it falls into once again the tech Sabonis. And only because we only got to see old Sabonis when he made it to the lead, but old Sabonis still made him one of the uh greats as far as being able to do being multifaceted. You know, I could score, but I'm going to drop these dimes, too, and hit the jump shot. Damn European politics. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sabonis was nice, bro. 
Sabonis was nice. He dropped he like he dropped a lot of decent passes, and that skill kind of filtered down through uh, Domas because he's got you know some pretty good passing skills as well. Now we'll see how that filters out in uh, Sacramento, but uh, yeah, Big Sabonis was was nice out in Portland. It was just it sucks that he came over as Rookie of the Year at thirty five years old. Yeah, I would I would say for me, I mean this 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 center is not underrated in the sense of his accolades, but he's never in the conversation of top two, three, or four centers. That's David Robinson. You know, like um, talk about a guy that's giving you hundred percent effort, always comes in in shape. You know, he's he's always ripped. You never see him like slow or out of shape. Always a positive attitude, and he'll you know he'll defend the wing. He'll grab rebounds. He'll score. He'll block shots. You know, he's not flashy, but um, just a solid dude. Didn't he get 81 one season to get that score? 61. Championship? Was 61. It 61? Kobe I had the 81. Was <laughs> no, <it was> 61 <laughs> because that was when everybody – it was either 61 or 71 because everyone was talking crazy because the team was – it was like he was trying to get the scoring title, the MVP or something like that. And the team kept filtering. They was playing somebody that he shouldn't even been in the game. Yeah, but that was the only if you could find a knock on David Robinson. That was right, it. but he was still able to do it. I, I, I'm not one of. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was still a great player. I think but, he said uh, he was great. <laughs> people knock him because of his personality. You know what I mean? He's not like. He's not getting in your face. You know, he's not talking trash. Kind of like Timmy D, not, yeah. not out there, just yeah. kind of to himself. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I know you got to get out of here soon, Doc. Uh, before you leave, we do want to know your top five uh, favorite uh, fives all time, your personal yeah. faves. Yeah, so this is – this. Th- thanks, thanks. I appreciate it. So this list is not in order, but these are my personal favorites. So Shaq. Joel Embiid, Kareem, Bill Russell, David Robinson. So Shaq, Embiid, Kareem, Russell, David Robinson. He's gonna give Robinson that love, bro. <laughs> Yo, the one, I mean, t- I mean, look at his numbers, man. I mean, he's got five, four or five championships. I mean, we don't yeah. like him for haircut and yeah. his personality. I mean, I didn't say I didn't like him, but yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't dislike him at the same time. It's not like a hater. I get. I'm but not you're right. He did not 10. have that um, <laughs> that that persona that that just draw people in. Maybe the players that play with him, obviously, but as far as nationally, obviously he was in the service though. So you got the you know people yeah. that way because that he, was his thing. That was it. Yeah. He was, he was an officer. He was the admiral. Yeah, we wanted a seal. <laughs> we wanted him to be a seal. And he was just an officer. <laughs> yeah. He was in the Coast Guard. We went. <laughs> <laughs> he was on, some, on the boat. <laughs> ducking. Just I don't know, ducking. but I like that. I mean, I like that, man. It's That's a good one. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, uh, man, there's just so many of them. Like, like, I think Patrick Ewing was a very good center, especially in college. You know what I'm saying? But I thought he had a good NBA career. He's just in that era that you couldn't get over certain people. You know what I mean? Um, that's where I thought that the guards dictated the game more than they should have. You know what I mean? They were so – New York was so in tune and matching what the guards of Chicago was doing that they couldn't get past them when they should have been exploiting the fact that Chicago had no one to defend him. <laughs> and Ewing can make the 17- to 18-foot jump shot all day. So, and he was a high 80s free throw shooter. So, um, I think Patrick Ewing is a guy that should be mentioned a little bit. Um, I hate to say it, but Zoe. Zoe yeah. is a pretty nice center, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and Moses Malone, like we talked about earlier, I definitely feel like he's one. How about uh, Wes Onso? Old school. Uh, you don't hear about how he used to kill it with the uh, Washington Bullets. Uh, I got Robert Parrish with the Celtics. Yeah, the Chief. I mean, he had a ton of talent on that team. That kind of the took Chief. away from how he really could have dominated if he was on a lesser team. But it wasn't for him. But it wasn't for if it wasn't for the Chiefs. Those Celtic teams, those eighty Celtic teams, wouldn't have been that good because he defended all of those guys. 
And he was, I mean, he was a double-digit guy, 10 points, 10 rebounds. But his defense, man, Robert Parrish was key to those. Without him, Kevin McHale doesn't, he has to defend uh, Patrick Ewing. I'm not Patrick Ewing. He has to defend those bigs like Kareem and I uh, forgot who else was good back then for that late 80s when it comes to the centers, uh, Moses Malone and those guys. Without Robert Parrish, the Celtics aren't that good. Yeah, definitely. So, hey, Doc, I know you got to get out of here. Uh, me and Juan will finish up. Appreciate you. You're definitely welcome anytime to set us up. We got to catch up. And when we do, we will play horse. I don't know about one-on-one, but we got to get some horse in. So next time you're in Indy, uh, we got to go ahead and book that. No, yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. You guys, the one, I don't know you that well, man, but I, I've seen you around a bit with, with Brian and much respect to you. Thank um, you, sir. Thank you, sir. Brian, you're my guy, man. I'm, I'm glad. Good to see you. If I can do anything for you, let me know. Good deal, man. Appreciate it. Tell your pops I said what's up. All right. All right. You guys have a good one. All right. You too, right. buddy. Yeah. So, Storm, what's your what's your five? Uh, my faves, uh, once again, in no order. Uh, I, I got Kareem. I got Bill Russell. I got the Dream. I got Shaq. Uh, and I got, I got Will. That's it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, uh, mine, I got Will because he was a movie star. Hmm. Conan, Conan was one of my favorite movies, bro. Both of them. So, <laughs> Will is definitely in my shit. And you can't, you can't have the track record with the ladies and I'll right. be in the top five, bro. Right. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, Will. Shaq, uh, Akeem, um, God damn it, why can I not say this man's name? And we was just talking about him, <laughs> Kareem, and um, I'm throwing, I'm throwing everybody off, man. But I liked it. I know he got dunked on a lot, but I liked it. I like Patrick Ewing, man. I thought he was completely underrated, especially I'm a fan of college basketball and Georgetown, led by. Uh, Patrick Ewing was absolutely awesome. And I hope that they, I hope he can turn that program around, but this is struggling. He almost get right into back in the league on somebody's bitch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. And it's kind of, because you were rooting for him because he's been coaching for a while. It took him a minute to get a head coaching job and still, I believe, searching for that head coaching job in the league, right? Right. He's like, he's, I think he's did an interim maybe, but not a full-time contract or nothing like that type situation. Uh, you do feel kind of bad for <laughs> you. <laughs> I do, man, because I like Patrick, man. Patrick's, you know what I mean? You never really heard any scandals. We didn't hear any scandals. Right, wasn't you know no I mean? social media. <laughs> well, <laughs> Boys got true. away with a lot more. <laughs> yeah, they got away, but we, but, but hey, but we heard. There was stuff, <laughs> at some point, like, you heard stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, that was cool. So, yeah, man, I just um, – I like the direction. I've always liked how the center position was played. You know what I mean? The better, like you said earlier, um, the better your posts were, the normally the better your team were back in the day. Um, and it's still that way. It's just from a different perspective. No, you know what I, mean? I don't feel like it's still that way. I feel like whoever has the best wing – now is the position, not necessarily the forward. So the the wing can be a four three two combo, like whatever think, those three positions. Whoever got the best, I, Other, think I mean, Golden, it's rare. It's rare. I just think Golden State is the op, the the is the X factor in that. Like, yeah, if you look, if you look at the last couple champions, they've had a solid post, except for Golden State. So I think they're the exception to that rule. Like the wings definitely feel that. But if you look at the last one, Giannis, I mean, he's a dominant big. He's a four, though. Is he a five or a four? I thought he was a four. I mean, he's technically – I think he's technically listed as a three. But. Right. That's a, like, So, four, three. That's what I'm saying. Four, three, two. Like, you got yeah. uh, Leonard. You had uh, uh, yeah, Brian. Yeah, he was definitely a, <laughs> You, Brian, Brian, See, yeah, Lillard, yeah. 
Like, but he had AD. He's a, he didn't want to play the five, but you was the five. <laughs> oh, Every time you when you played the four, y'all were not because somebody had to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because every time you played the floor, you was having issues. <laughs> so he put it in the five, and here we go. We up down the floor. You got jump hooks. You got post protected <laughs> lines. You chilling on the three. You played the four, and you just stayed at the high post. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about his punk ass. <laughs> trade AD. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're not getting rid of LeBron. Trade AD. That's what I do. I'd have traded AD for both Kyrie and uh I would Durant. trade AD just for the simple <laughs> fact that we're never going to see. I don't think we'll ever see a season where he'll finish the whole season at this point in his career. I don't nah, think he needs to be Kawhi Leonard low managed. Yeah, always. Yeah, because he'll never, he'll never finish one without getting hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, no. Nah. What's Samuel Jackson's uh, superhero character in the movie? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Glass. Yeah, Mr. Glass. Uh, yeah. <sighs> well, I guess that's what you get for dating Brittany Griner. <laughs> Should have saw those signs, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you didn't see that sign. I don't know who was confused in that issue in that situation. Yeah, I, but I, I was it. never confused. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> evident throughout. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, bro. Seattle's up at halftime on the Aces uh, for Game One uh, in one semifinal for uh the WNBA playoffs. We're at halftime. <laughs> Good deal. So uh what you got are uh, no let me get uh eye of the storm in. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Do you think this one uh, <laughs> just want to wish everyone a happy Labor Day. Um I feel like Labor Day is one of those holidays that that are kind of under appreciated. Uh, due to the fact that America is, if not anything, a hard-working country. Not a lot of countries work the hours that we work on things that we do. I feel like uh, <clears throat> it's one of those holidays where everyone still kind of works. Like, I know I'll still be working on Labor Day because it's on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> nope, I so I, I just feel like this is one of those things we definitely need to celebrate, possibly work on the fact that, that America is for the most part, there's a lot of hard workers. Other countries, they take time multiple times, kind of, you know, free-flowing, but America's uh, always been the country with the hard workers, the ones that are working 12-hour 12 12-hour 12 days, six, seven days, weeks. That, that was us. So um, it's good that the fact that we are that hard-nosed and that hard-working, but at the same time, we still got to be able to enjoy uh, the life that we have. Um also, I want to bring up, because I don't know if I told you, I might be doing jury duty on Monday. So I definitely want to make sure. I know there's a stigma. See, you laughing. There's a stigma with no, jury duty. No, I'm going to tell you right now why I'm laughing. Because the same pamphlet or flyer is downstairs on the bar for somebody in this house. Somebody else is doing just so tonight. Actually, after the show, I'm gonna call to see. But I just want people to participate. Like we can't talk about if someone gets convicted who we feel like is innocent or people who are innocent. Like you gotta participate, man. So I, I am participating, and around. I will be of sound mind, and I will take the evidence, and I'll make sure whoever's guilty is guilty and innocent will be let go. So. Uh, I hope everyone does that, whoever gets selected, when they get selected, if they get selected, uh, to or take it serious. Or if they're allowed to get selected. That, yeah, that, I, that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm if I was allowed to get it, at least I'm happy they let me vote. So, <laughs> if I'm allowed to get selected, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're darker than me, you're guilty. Guilty, <laughs> guilty, 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 guilty. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. 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 That was my uncle Rufus of Ruckus. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I echo that, man. Um, Labor Day, man. That's a good one. That's a the holiday that's designed to celebrate the hard work that you do 
uh, to provide uh, for your family. Um, fortunately, I get to have Labor Days off because I work at home. <laughs> but I worked a whole lot of Labor Days, bro. So, yeah, I can say I was in a restaurant for a long time. So I worked a whole lot of Labor Days. <laughs> Because that's not a restaurant closed day. <laughs> yeah, or retail at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're working. So um, one good thing. Um, I know we haven't been together in the last few uh, weeks, but my one good thing, I wanted to send a belated. I know we did it already on uh, the Dukes of Football because it was in, in frame, but uh, I want to give a belated shout-out to uh miss the 99 year club uh my great grandmother turned 99 years old last week so i just wanted to make sure that we uh that i say give her another uh good thing for that um awesome so there you got it oh oh but that's not really the one good thing the one good thing is and it's not really a good thing but it will be simple as this um if you want the WNBA to be successful, you need to market to your demographic. Don't market hey. to the men. Market to the women who are your product. The men's backing is great, but it's ultimately you who have to sell your product. You. Yes, you excuse me. Like, I, I, I know where that. you're getting with that. And, and I wonder, like, why do... Like women is like percentages wise, you know, people born <laughs> a woman are uh, there's more women than men, basically, is what I'm trying to get to. And I'm not understanding why women aren't supporting the league because that's really how the NBA got there because the men supported it, it you know. So, why is it difficult or hard to reach women to be able to support? Because nowadays, there's any is successful with you got Oprah out here. Why ain't Oprah down with the WNBA? I don't know. But so, you're all bitching. I don't want to say bitching. That's the wrong word. You're all campaigning for equal this or equal that. Well, then you need to do the equal part. It's not just playing on the court. It's not just kicking the ball. You got to get these people in the seats. You can't demand money where there is no money. The revenues is high in the NBA and the male side of it because of the following of the fans look at their arena and look at your arena when we go to your arena it's still 70 percent men you need to be marketed to all these young ladies who love this game of basketball and i've been involved with the girls game since third since uh what she's 17 since she was that'll make her what 10 years old so not eight years old. I've been involved with girls basketball since eight years old. And the people who support it are the wrong people. Yeah, it's great. Like even when the black movement was getting this thing back in the, the 50s and the 60s, we could do all the bitches we want. But yeah, you still needed somebody on the other side to push you through. But you had to push for yourself. Nobody's going to come fight for you if you ain't going to fight for yourself. That's what I got. <clears throat> I don't know if he's still there or not, but I'm still, I here. <laughs> I'm still here. I got you. No, that, and I mean, what else to say? I said what I said. <laughs> right. I feel like they need to help you. Like, like, I don't know why it's hard for women to support women. Uh, that's it. Like, there's more oh, y'all women out Y'all, here y'all, y'all together. Age, when y'all get slapped on the butt? There's more women that have uh, the opportunity to be able to invest. To be able to do with other women, I'm not sure. I'm not a woman, so I don't know. That's why it's hard for us. We're not women. We don't know what the deal is. Uh, we 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 haven't been in those meetings, so uh... <laughs> frankly, I don't want to be. But anyway, so there you got it. Uh, that ends our series. We're gonna come up with some new stuff. Basketball, the state of basketball is not going away, but we will still be here. Uh, with those different stuff at you, uh, get you ready, uh, amped up for the upcoming NCAA and uh nba seasons but uh make sure you check out all the other people on the network we got the football show the wrestling show the baseball show everybody's kicking it live um and we're ready to go so uh this thursday ncaa kickoff show uh no 
this fr- Wednesday, Thursday, this Wednesday on Wednesday Dukes of Football. <laughs> yes, the NCAA kickoff show. So we're going to give you our predictions for the Final Four. We'll start our picks for college. So it's going to be an exciting week. Make sure you guys tune into that. Stormy, got anything you need them to know about you? No, not that they already don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is great. <laughs> All right, yes, well, uh, great show, man. Great show. Uh, thanks again for uh, Dr. Martin coming on, uh, hanging out with the guys. Uh, appreciate that. Um, and uh, you know, have, have everyone be safe. Um, always, as always. Holla. Peace. Where's my mouse? There it is. Find the mouse.